Welcome to Restored for Life with Pastor Ben Harris, the senior pastor of Restored Community Church, where God's perfect word restores imperfect people. Here's today's message from Pastor Ben. Unless you repent. And I think that is the message for churches across America now. We've been too silent. We've bit our lip when they took the Bible out of school. We bit our lip when all these things began to happen. And we didn't stand up and say, this is wrong, and here's why it's wrong. And this is what's going to happen if we continue going this direction. And yes, maybe we silently condemned abortion. But now 65 million, this is as of January, 65 million babies. We've crossed that line. 65 million babies. Someone said that if God doesn't judge America, then He owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. For we have become Sodom and Gomorrah. Unless you repent, this is what's going to happen. Verse 6, but this you have. Now he's going to go back to the, the good things. Jesus is speaking here. That you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We ought to listen to this. This is Jesus talking to the churches. You're, you're the church. Listen, these, the church isn't these walls. Stucco drywall is not the church. I'm looking into the eyes of the church right now. You are the church. He's speaking to you, and He's speaking to me. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Listen, this is going to get harder. This is going to get more difficult. You know, unless Christ comes back right now, this, this could get very difficult. We're seeing pastors in California get threatened with arrest. They're fining them. They're telling them, close your doors, knock it off, or this is going to get worse for you. These pastors, thank God, are standing up and saying no. We're going to open our doors. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to preach the whole counsel of the word. So how can our little church with a big heart, that's what I call it, a little church with a big heart, although now that we've gone to second service and filled this up, this little church isn't going to be a little long, I don't think. But so how can our little church with a big heart shine next? Watch this. This is Jonathan Kahn. We are standing at a pivotal moment in American history and world history, a moment that can permanently seal our nation's course and the course of the world for good, for bad, for calamity, or redemption. America and much of Western civilization was founded on a biblical foundation stone, but it's turned away from that foundation. We have not only driven God out of our public life, and have called what is good evil and what is sin good. But we have sacrificed the lives of over 60 million unborn children. And America's fall from God is not only progressing, it's accelerating to the point that it's no longer just a falling away, but a war against the purposes of God. I wrote in the harbinger of the signs of judgment that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel, warning of calamity that these same signs of warning have now appeared on American soil. 
The biblical template concerning judgment is that the nation so warned is given a space of time to return or to head for judgment and calamity. We are now in that window of time. But if America continues on its present course, that window will come to an end and there will come a flood that will begin the end of religious freedom, even usher in persecution and seal America's fall. And if America falls, it will affect the entire world. This year, 2020, is crucial as it leads to a presidential election in which the stakes are higher and the necessity of prayer more critical than ever before. And even if the election goes in the direction of biblical values and righteousness, if we don't see a spiritual turning, an awakening, a repentance, revival, then all the political, legal, judicial, and cultural efforts will ultimately fail or be undone. We have a window of time, and the purpose of that window is to return and for revival. Without that return, America will be lost. What can we do? What can you do? In the days following 9-11, people flocked to houses of worship, and it looked as if there could have been a spiritual revival, an awakening. But it never came, because there was no repentance. And without repentance, Without a turning back, there can be no revival. But I have seen, once in my life, the hand of God change the course of American and world history. And it all began, not in the halls of government, but with the people of God who gathered in a sacred assembly in our nation's capital with the scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sinful ways then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It can happen again. But if we don't respond now, at this most critical moment, we may never have the chance to do so again. Since the time of 9-11, I've been calling for return, for repentance, for revival. Not only as individuals, but as a nation, according to 2 Chronicles 7.14. At the same time, a faithful man of God, Kevin Jessup, has for years carried the burden of a sacred assembly for that same purpose of restoration. We are convicted that now is the time. Therefore, this is the announcing of the return, the national and global day of prayer and repentance. It will be a day and more than a day, a time and a season for the movement for prayer, repentance, return, and revival. The central day will be Saturday, September 26th in a sacred assembly according to what is laid forth in scripture to take place in our nation's capital on the Washington Mall. For those who can't make it or want to do something where you are, then gather together in your states, your cities, in your towns, in your houses of worship, in your homes, or be part of those gatherings already planned. This will take place not only 40 days before the presidential election, but also on the 400th anniversary of the sailing of the Mayflower in the days of America's founding and dedication to God. And surrounding the day of return on September 26th will be 10 days known from ancient times as the 10 days of repentance, starting with the Feast of Trumpets and ending on the Day of Atonement to set as a special time to intensify our prayers, our intercessions for repentance and revival, September 18th to September 28th.
Believers and leaders who are already part of the return include everybody from Pat Robertson to Dr. James Dobson, from Billy Graham's daughter, Ann Graham Lotz, to Martin Luther King's niece, Alveda King, and many, many more. When does the return begin? Right now. How? With you and me as we commit this time and this year for return, prayer, repentance, and revival. To commit first to our own repentance and to begin actually living in revival. And then to pray for others, the return and revival of our nation and the world. You who are parents, begin by leading your families in revival. Ministers, lead your groups in revival. Pastors, lead your churches into revival. Leaders of ministries, movements, and denominations, lead your people into revival. And spread the word to everybody you can. Let the believers, pastors, and churches in your areas know. Use social media. Use everything you can to spread the word so they can have a part. And if you're watching this and you're not sure you know God or that your life is in his will, then come to him now or come back to him now. And then come join in in the return. So I invite you to come to the nation's capital on the Washington Mall. September 26th, 2020. Plan now. You can rent buses, trains, cars, planes, however you can come. Or gather wherever you are. And if you're watching this from a nation outside of America, you can be part of bringing the return to your nation by doing what I've set forth in this message and going to the return website for more information. I'll be sending out more messages as we go forth. But for now, for more information, to have a greater part, to represent the return in your area, or to stay up to date, if you're not already on that site, go to the website for the return, which is easy to remember. It's thereturnwebsite.org. That's thereturnwebsite.org. The Lord is calling. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sinful ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. The movement and chance we have before us now may never come again. If we don't return now, we may pass the point of no return. So now, in view of the calling and of the moment before us, let us each rise to that call to do what he has called us to do, to believe for great and mighty things we know not of, to return and seek to live in revival and become messengers of revival. It's time to break up our fallow ground. It's time to seek the Lord as never before. It's time to return. My friends, my forever family, I believe God has called us for such a time as this. You and I were not born by accident at this time in history. God chose the date. He made us in our mother's womb. He chose the time. And He chose the calling that we would receive. We're not responsible for what happened 50 or 100 or 1,000 years ago. We're responsible for the time that we live in, that we have influence into. It's time to trim our lamps here in Eagle and in the Treasure Valley and beyond. It's time for churches to return to God, to repent and ask Him for one more revival in America. That's my prayer. It has been for the last two years. 
God, just give us one more chance. Just turn it around so that we would see revival. One last final revival before you call us home. We want more. <laughs> I think Abraham crying, you know, if there's, just, if there's just 10 faithful people, would you withhold your wrath? And God says, I'll do it. And he says, well, how about just for five? He's making this deal. Well, I feel like Abraham. I'm making this deal. For just, could you just give us a million people in Idaho? Could you just give us 10 million in America? Would you do that, God? Just one last ch chance for people to come to you. Let me tell you, we've got uh, an alfalfa field out here, out front. Whether you know it or not, that's ours. And, uh, and we let a farmer, a nearby farmer come, and he uh, takes care of it. He cuts it. He waters it. What an analogy there. I could go into another hour sermon on that, but I won't. Don't worry. Uh, but we, we have this field, and it's an alfalfa field. And we're going to grade it flat. There's a guy named Dan Luttrell in our, our uh, assembly here who has a, a grader, a road grader, and he's a professional. He's going to turn that thing into one big piece of dirt that's flat. And we're going to invite people to come. Now, it's not on the 26th. We've moved our event to the next day. But I called uh, these folks the return, and I told them what, our vision, what my vision was for the church. And to do this on a Sunday morning, could we capture what you're doing, and could we edit it and play uh, the parts that we want played up here could we do our own event, but use your event at the same time? They said, absolutely, go for it. You know, take whatever you want and do it. We're just glad that, you know, churches are jumping on board. I checked uh, last week that we went over the 1,500 mark in churches in America that are doing this, uh, calling for repentance. As he said, we can't have revival without repentance. We have to repent and go back to doing the things God's called us to. And I'm talking as, as a people, as churches across America, it's where, that's where it all begins. So we're going to flatten this alfalfa field out here. We're going to do this. We're going to tell people to bring their chairs, bring a cooler, and we're going to grid it off much like a, a checkerboard. So if you're a bird looking down on the field on that day, it'll look like a checkerboard. In the black squares, we'll have families sitting you know, for the safe distancing. And let me tell you, we're going to catch rocks here shortly because there are people that believe you shouldn't go outside your house for any reason, much less to do this. So we're going to catch some stuff. So will you link arms with me? You know? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pull back when the, when the rocks come because I'm pushing forward. All right? You've got to go with me on this. Well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna push into this. We're going to watch what God does. I'm so excited. We're going to pray for America that day. There'll be chapters that we pray for. We'll pray for, um, for our leaders in one chapter. And then we'll pray for our, our, uh, our country in another chapter. We'll pray for our pastors and churches in another chapter. We're going to do this. And I've asked a special uh, musician that I just absolutely love. He's blessed me for many, many years. Uh, a guy named Brandon Heath. And whether you know his name or not, I guarantee you know his music. If you listen to K-Love or if you listen to KTSY, you know his songs. He's got so many uh, songs out there of worship. And, and, uh, and my favorite one, I said, Brandon, if you come, uh, you play your music, but you have to play one song for me. I want you to play The Harvester. The Harvester I was listening to in my car, in my Jeep one day. It hit me so hard I had to pull over. What, who's singing this? What's the song's name? And I'm, I'm Googling some of the words, and I finally found it, and uh, I downloaded it, and then I listened to it, you know, 147,000 times. 
but I, I absolutely love it. I say, you got to do that that day, and he's agreed to do that. Um, and yes, this will be all hands on deck. If you came to this church and you want to sit sour and soak, this isn't the place. I can tell you, this isn't the place to do that. We need all hands on deck. We need people to volunteer that day. We, need, we have so many things. We, we need ushers. We need prayer warriors. This all begins with prayer. So on Saturdays at 8 a.m., right here in the church, we pray for our church. We pray for our community and those in it with needs. Come and be a part of this. This is where it all begins. We need prayer warriors. We need parking lot servants. We need ushers. We need cleanup crews. We need landscapers. You name it, we need it to, to pull this off. This is a big bite for a little church. But let me tell you, we've got the people here. I believe we have the people attending here, that God's drawn people here that want to serve and be a part of this. We're going to shine a light so bright in Idaho that it's going to need sunglasses, I think. S-O-N glasses. S-O-N glasses. Let's, let's go with that. Well, more details of that coming soon. I'm t- uh, we're going to have a sound system out there that, that rocks the neighborhood. We're going to have a stage, and I hear we're going to have um, uh, the biggest jumbotron in Idaho. It's an LED screen that's, that's just gigantic, and uh, so that the whole field can see this and beyond. Because we want to get, first, the name of, of Christ out there. Second, we want to pray for America. And third, we're going to talk about shining your light in a world that is so dark. You're going to hear things that are troubling, but you're going to find hope at the end of all of it. Here's the final thing I want to talk to you about. Later on, Jesus told us this. Matthew 5. He said, you. Who's he talking to? Well, in the context that we're talking to, he's talking to the disciples. But he's talking to the church. You, the modern day church. You, restored community church. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. We're not hiding we're going to shine bright. Nor do they, they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And at the end of the day, that's all I want, to glorify my Father who is in heaven. And I know you do too, or you wouldn't be here. My friends, as I see it, the primary reason God has blessed this church, Restored Community Church, you and I, is because since our birth in June of 2016, right in our own living room in a place called El Cajon, California, with a handful of faithful people, we have sought God's glory from that day until this one. We've sought God's glory, God's will, and God's purpose for the people who attend here the unsaved outside of our property. And as long as we have breath, as long as there is light, we're going to shine that light bright until the whole earth knows or until we're called home. Our first couple of years, with God's blessing and provision, we've worked hard to lay the biblical foundations of this church. The biblical foundations that are necessary in which to launch a mission from. But effective now, effective summer 2020, we have turned up our light and we have turned it outward. It's time to stand up. It's not time to stand down. It's time to press forward. It's not time to look backwards. It's time to turn this little light of mine into a flamethrower. For the glory of God 
and His kingdom. Let's stand. Father God, we thank You for this. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We would not know how to stand without it. But You left us 66 books of instructions that if we'll live by, if we'll declare, and if we'll make it ours, and if we'll walk it out, and if we'll preach it and declare it, You will give us everything we need to be successful. And at the end of the day, Lord, here's our cry. We want to make You famous. Because there's nothing in us that's good. There's nothing in us apart from You that is good or has meaning. And Lord, in this dark world, as my mom used to say, a candle burns brightest on the darkest of nights. And that's what we're seeing. So God, bless us as we bless you. God, give us the strength. Give us an urgency. Give us a boldness like never before to go out from here, even now as we're preparing to leave here. Our lights would shine to our neighbors, to those that don't know Christ, to those in our family that need you, to the friends that are living in fear behind their doors right now, that are wondering what happens after death. Lord, we have the cure for the disease. And it's you. It's your son, Jesus Christ. We pause to remember what was done to make it possible to be where we are, to be in relationship with you. It's because of your son, Jesus Christ, his sacrifice that was made in atonement for us. He paid for the sins that were ours. He bled and he died on the cross so that we might live. We might be forgiven. And because he rose from the grave, we too can live beyond this life in a place with you. So Father, help us now as we look forward to that day. Help us be responsible for the hours that we have left before your Father sends you. The door opens and we're called to you where we'll be with you forever, we're told. In a place called heaven where we'll be reminded every time we see you and the nail-scarred hands that we see that the only reason we are here is because of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Use us. Send us out from here. And in this event that we're going to do, Lord, have your way in it. Bring those people that need Christ. Bring those people that need to return to you. Let our light shine well beyond this valley and use it for your glory because in the end, that's all we want. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, I just want to close with this. Maybe you're sitting there at home and, and, and you've thought about this for a long time. Maybe you used to go to church. You grew up maybe with it like I did, but maybe you departed a long time ago. Listen, God's arms are always open. He's always standing right there ready to receive you. Like the Father, He's always ready to open and welcome you back. If you've wandered off, come back. There's no time left. Time is running out. Come back. If you've never given your life to Christ, today's the day of salvation. Hey, tonight, as I said, Christ could come back and the offer's off the table. The gift is gone. Take it now while it's still here. Do that. We're going to have uh, folks up here. We'll have deacons and deaconesses up here that can pray with you if you need prayer. If you have questions about salvation and what that is, I would love to talk with you. So would Pastor John. And we can do that right afterwards. If you've accepted Christ to, uh, today, if you've returned to Him today, 
take a, a little card out right now from the seat back in front of you. Just put your name and your address on there and click it. If you're at home, there's an e-connect button, or you can send us an email. We want to send you a Bible and some materials that will help you get started in your walk with God. We also have a wonderful discipleship program right here at Restored Community. One-on-one, someone will walk with you and get you started down the path that you need to walk. Let me tell you, in heaven, when you look back on this moment that you prayed to receive Christ, you'll understand it was the greatest single decision you ever made in your entire life. And on top of that, if I get to heaven and one of you's not there, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> so do it now. God bless you. Be lights this week. Take care. Restored for Life is a radio ministry brought to you by Restored Community Church. Visit RestoredCommunityChurch.org to learn more about Pastor Ben Harris and for service times. Join Pastor Ben next time as we set out on a journey to discover the authentic life as Christ followers through obedience to His Word.